All right, all right. Check one, check two. This is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. With your host, me, Rob Cantrell, coming back again for another one. We're swinging for the fences. We're doing it every week. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. I'm your host and MC and podcast uh, voyager with you here, right here, right now. The moment is now. The moment is here. We are going to have some coffee. We're going to have no beer. (laughs) Not that beer is bad, but I'm going to have some cannabis and some coffee. And I'm going to talk to you about 45 minutes. I had one of the most exciting weeks of my life. It was... Man, I gotta say, man, things have really opened up and gotten trippy and cool in all the best ways. But right now, it's the afternoon. I'm a little late with the podcast. You know, I'll try to get these out on Friday. It's either gonna be Friday or, I mean, it's gonna either be Thursday or Friday. And because I was working on a television show, not to brag, but I'm, I am, but, I, you know, I gotta knock out some stuff. Sometimes it's going to be a day late, I guess is what I'm saying. This one is a day late, but is it late? You know, this is the Cannabis Coffee Hour. This is, man, this is Grateful Dead. This is Widespread Panic. This is Tribe Called Quest. Nothing's perfect. We're just going organically into the universe um, together, as we always are. This moment, the presence. I'm all all about uh, the presence in the present moment and the awareness of what's happening. And I am aware that I'm recording a podcast right now. And uh, I have a little bit of cannabis and I have a little bit of coffee. Man, there's just so much to talk about. I just did this great trip. I went up to uh, Erie, New York, which is almost into Canada. It's up there, man. Uh, And I had one of the best weekends, one of the better like performance especially for cannabis shows and you know i've done a lot for high times and all this but this was you know the high times cannabis cup was huge for me it still is i mean those are my brothers everybody and sisters you know they high times that whole community kind of took care of me when i came to new york in terms of always making sure i had weed and involved me in their uh you know shows if they were putting something on or they would look for an mc spot you know, Danny Danko, Bobby Black, all those guys uh, from the old school. The new school's cool, but this was like the New York office. It felt, you know, it felt like a throwback rolling into that joint. But, you know, doing all those events prepared me. A lot of them, I mean, I did, I emceed the very first Detroit Cannabis Cup, like uh, in the early 2000s, or it was like 2011. And and then 2007, I went to Amsterdam. That's when they weren't even in the United States. There wasn't ever a cup. And I think I did, I didn't, yeah, I think I was there for the very first legal cup at Denver. I did a big show, I remember, with Reggie Watts. I did stand-up, and it was a bunch of bands. It's always been kind of hard, but I always felt like this was a part of my lane. And something like this opens up. This is a Native American, um, the Seneca Nation, uh, upstate New York, uh, Native Americans, and they have a great cannabis community. And they got now they're opening up shops, and it's not government regulated. Like the federal government can't touch them. It's pretty amazing. Um, the community, I have to give a really big shout out. So what happened was this was up in um, Irving, New York. It's like 20 minutes out outside of Buffalo, and it is a Native American reservation. And they do have cannabis stores on the reservation. And it's a movement. It's happening. They got great leaf. They got great. They got great. I mean, quality wise, top notch. And it's New York. So New York was always a little bit behind the behind in terms of I'm talking on a national world level in terms of like Colorado or California with the legal, you know, uh, medical cannabis movement happening way early on in those states. New York always dragged its feet because of New York City. But the thing about New York, New York State is beautiful. If Once you start getting way up there, like you go to Woodstock or, you know, what I found, it's 
it's really mountain beautiful. And once you get to Buffalo, Buffalo always had a different vibe, but it's not the South. You know, it has this during the summer. It has the kind of that country vibe, but their winters are a whole other, you know, that that's a whole other thing going on. But I will say, man, if you ever get to go upstate New York during this time of year, it is beautiful. Same thing goes with Michigan. Like some of these like lake states are primo chill spots um, for the summer. Um, but this was, it's called Tall Chief uh, Native Pride Travel Plaza. So pretty much this community reached out to my management and asked if I was interested in performing stand-up at their first, like they've done some pop-up, like little cannabis events, meaning, you know, they bring all the dispensaries together and they all kind of pile in their money and they make a campground and everybody has a booth and then there's people that sell bongs and there's people that sell it's you know it's more for the community these things are kind of more like trade show vibes and you know so it's but it's all weed so it's good trade show you're not like eating like granola bars or stale cookies or something like if people are getting you dope pre-rolls and great you know you got to watch yourself don't eat any crazy uh edibles because uh, you know you never know with edibles, but they, I will say, if you ever make it up to uh, to Native Pride uh, Seneca uh, Nation territory, these guys, you know, they're they're growing it the right way. They're going from, they're actually starting to grow cannabis on the grounds, and this is like they've been doing corn. They've been doing. Um, he was showing me like all these different fruits and apricot like they've been doing all this different stuff but now it's starting to open up for cannabis which i think is amazing and you know people are getting paid the cannabis market like everybody it's a little bit like the gold rush gold rush everybody thinks they're going to be a millionaire and jump right in but uh it's not like that you know it's a it's a little bit of a different vibe like you know people are just figuring it out um wondering how it's all going to work I want to just make sure I'm saying everything right, you know. Um, Native pride. This it's like, oh, the Seneca, yeah, Seneca Nation. It's kind. Of, what it is is like a truck stop. It's a it's a Native pride. It, that's the simplest form, but the gas is two dollars cheaper than everything else because they don't have to pay tax. So it's like three dollar gas. It's like this really cool truck stop and then behind it like it's a big like drive your motorcycle through this park because it's not developed it's just beautiful wildlife i mean lake erie was right there i mean if you want to go outward boat motorboating and go fishing that's the spot i'm definitely going back up there but uh yeah my man brandon uh brandon bushy uh and he's a tribe member and born into this whole thing and he kind of explained he was he took the time to really show me the reservation and show me everything and he runs three dispensaries and they were my favorite uh th chiefs is what it is so it's like thc but th chiefs man if you're ever in irving new york if you're ever near buffalo if you ever want to camp out this is the spot and these people are the coolest and uh it's it's just something that needs to get a light shown on it um because they're doing the right way and it feels very family it feels very hippy dippy but at the same time they got their shit together that's that gentle balance the thing about dealing with weed heads or potheads or you know doing cannabis shows yeah sometimes you get you know somebody might be a little too stoned and doesn't cross the t's or dot the i's not brendan these guys th chief top notch you know made sure i was paid put me up right made sure the mic worked you know they did all the little things when you're producing a show to make it professional and smooth for everybody and they did that so bravo to them um it i'm trying one of their uh i'll have a little bit right now this is a pre-roll from these guys the thing about pre-rolls is they sometimes run but you know let's just try to bless this uh spliff for not running uh a boat you know whoa i dropped it i haven't lit it yet i'm getting excited this is the first smoke of the day 
I got the end of my coffee. My coffee was a little strong, so I water it down if I do an afternoon cup. And that's what this is. So, yeah, Brendan was the, you know, point man and organized. TH Chiefs was the uh, dispensary. But there was like 50 or 60. And so the gig was for me to do an hour in this outdoor field. So they had this beautiful outdoor field behind the Native Pride uh, Travel Plaza is what it is. And it's right off of 20 minutes outside of Buffalo, like right on Lake Erie. It couldn't be more. It's practically Canada. I mean, there's eagles and tons of deer. And I saw a ton of fucking wildlife. Um, lots of birds, lots of deer, lots of rabbits. So in behind it, there's this cool field and it was all in trees. And then they had a big stage and they had a DJ go on. I was the five o'clock and then there was like a rock band after me. So, you know, it was kind of like the entertainment as the event is going on during the, which isn't the most ideal for stand up. but I've been in these gigs before. And, you know, people are just getting really high and hanging out. It's kind of like playing to a comic book convention. Um, so, you know, you don't expect people to die and laugh. At My whole thing, if it's outdoors and I see a group and I play to that group, you know, if I'm getting legit laughs, that means it's killing if you are in a club. So you should never trip out. Outdoor outdoor performancing, it's a different read on crowds, especially for stand-up and especially if it's a daytime gig. But I had to do a full hour, and I've been working on this TV show. I was on set for a full week, not to brag. I'm trying to keep the ego in check. But the truth is I'm working hard, and things are starting to play through. But, you know, it's not it's not take private jets anywhere. It's just, you know, steady good work. Which is all what I wanted, but I also want, you know, gargantuan amounts of money also because that helps stuff too. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I don't do it for that. As anybody knows, you know, I've always kind of wanted this to be myself. And cannabis has let me be that. And, and comedy and entertainment, I've always wanted to be truthful. I liked how Snoop Dogg and Be Real uh, and Method Man, you know, all those guys are mainstream acting movie, you know, media types. And, you know, they're very, you know, open with their cannabis and at the same time, not dirt bags about it. You know, it is what it is. It's like, you know, it's like cigarettes or anything, but a little bit different and a little bit kinder. But I will say, yeah, that's what I wanted to go with cannabis where I was trying to, and I talked about it. The crowd couldn't be nicer. The people are awesome. You know, sometimes, the, like I say, dot the I's and cross the T's. You know, working with stoners, you know how to double check. You got to double check everything a little bit and always try to be as honest and upfront and simple. And I think that's with everything right now because there's just so many uh, diversions of attention um, going on with all the Internet and stuff like that. Um, but... The thing about it is, is like what I found with doing cannabis, it's always nice. Everybody's nice. Nobody wants any drama. There's no real drama. The minute alcohol or hard drugs or, you know, even gamble, the minute that type of element gets, but if it's just weed, what I have noticed is it's the crowds are really nice. The people are really nice. Is it the most lively? No, sometimes it's spacey and out there. A lot of it's just introverts you know, looking within themselves, which I think is very important to do. And being an introvert myself, um, but now lately, a thing about growing older I think is cool is that I'm just trying to be less awkward. Life is already awkward, but when I'm dealing with people that I don't know or just small talk, yeah, it, 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 what I'm learning with, you know, being present and having my awareness what I mean is like what I've learned about awareness. I don't want to go too crazy metaphysical with this podcast. Then you end up preaching and who knows what the, where that goes. But the thing is, is like uh, with awareness, that's something I learned recently is think of awareness as a blanket. 
you know, and it's pretty much just means you're alive, you're taking whatever's in in the moment. But we all have that blanket. And it's going to form, if you're feeling bad, that blanket's going to form bad. If it's feeling good, that blanket's going to form good. So that's what the power of positive thinking. And I think, you know, sparking with cannabis here and there to get out of the daydrums of, you know, if you start getting complacent or negative, it's just a different way of looking at things. So that's that's how I've used it. Now, this spliff is going, this is a good uh, spliff because it ran out and it's still intact and I'm really high. That's when you take two hits of a good spliff and you forgot it even came went out and you're like, yo, blah, 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 blah. And then you're like, whoa, I have a whole joint I haven't smoked yet. So, you know, I got, I got a whole podcast worth of joint I can smoke still. And I still got me a little coffee, but I still just want to paint the picture of the Seneca, uh, nation just how kind they were man i really you know i talked to brandon i guess it would be uh brandon brandon b-r-a-n-d-o-n bushy i don't want to blow up his spot too much but he runs th chiefs and he's figuring it out and he's honest awesome and he's around my age so everything kind of clicked with us I do, and uh, he has three dispensaries, and he was running the event, and he was like, "Hey, man, we're all in this together. All these different shops are doing this with me," um, and that's what it felt like. I was on stage, and I was doing an hour. You know, it's you know, but people each somebody from each booth would come up during my set while I'm telling jokes, and I had all my stuff. I had like because it's daytime. I I knew I was just gonna tear through all my material, and it would just be. You know, a younger comic, a younger me would just try to kill really hard the whole time. I knew this was this is one of those that you have to space it out and work with the space. That is another Zen thing I'm learning is uh, working with this. Whatever you have, you just have to work with what you got. So, yeah, the, 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 the setup wasn't ideal, but I knew that going in with these type of events. And I had the best uh, opener, Clayton Williams. Clayton Williams is a comic. That was in Brooklyn, but he's bounced between Buffalo and Brooklyn. And during the pandemic, he uh, went up to Buffalo with his girl and he knows that scene. So he kind of worked the road from there. And um, he's still doing that. And uh, I met him through Joe Para, and he did those uh, he did those Buffalo shows with us and killed great comic. And he did. I got somebody to open for me. I knew the situation was going to be the situation. You know, just these live events. You need kind of for stand up. It's always nice to for a proper stand up show. You do need somebody to introduce you. You do need somebody to kind of get the words going on stage. I mean, to do it properly. And you need good sound. Uh, you need a good space, and uh, all that is achievable. But some t a lot of times it's n even with the best comedy clubs they'll forget one or two things but this place was so awesome they were like yeah sure we'll pay an opener they paid my opener um uh, clayton williams and clayton came down and clayton looks like a pothead he wears like hawaiian shirts and his materials all like you know he definitely geeks out on some anime and wrestling and shit uh, but he doesn't smoke pot, so he didn't do any pot material. It was pot-friendly material. But that was good for me because, you know, I could talk about weed the whole time. So it just, I just had a great opener, and he couldn't have been more cool and more chill. And he showed up on time and was down for the cause. Um, and dug, dug the reservation, dug the whole vibe, understood, like, it just felt special. It just, it felt like I was doing something that have, I know it's been done, but it hasn't been done, like, Doing a cannabis fest, doing a cannabis festival on U.S. soil at a Native American reservation, couldn't you know? For me, that as a kid, that you know, I'm a, I'm not saying I'm a proud American or American. Lately, I'm trying to let go of any type of um, naming and just try to be a good person in the moment. But it do, it I do think it's super dope. And we talked about uh, lacrosse, you know, I played a little bit of lacrosse and he, about how the Native Americans, like lacrosse is the um, American sport, you know, it's the Native American sport. And they would, you know, yeah, that's how they would solve conflicts with other tribes. They would play, you know, sports. That's, that's fucking dope, man. 
uh, Congress and Senate needs to pick up some lacrosse sticks. A lot of those cats probably already know how to play. Um, but yeah, so he showed me all the, and then he showed me all the nature and all the houses. They have their own school. They have their own hospital. They have their own gas stations. They have their own electricity. It's just wild. And, uh, the guy Dogface, who's a TikTok star, he drank the ocean spray cranberry juice while listening to Fleetwood Mac while lip syncing very well on a longboard uh, Fleetwood Mac song, Dreams. And he was there and he was the coolest and chillest. He just was there doing, you know, doing bong hits and taking pictures. But he was a part of the tribe. He was a Native America American and uh, he knew exactly how important and cool and chill and he in like I say there was like this family vibe to it. it wasn't all capitalism money not I'm not trying to make a bigger thing of what it was but I'm just saying it just felt good it was kind of like a bigger scale mom and pop vibe on a Native American tip you know with lots of weed and uh man it was it was awesome there was a great band that followed i don't i could probably dig out the name but they were if a shout out to them they were awesome and but the, the generator fell out during their you know it's that it was that time that the generator fell out they had to get gas for the generator anytime you do these outdoor events like they say woodstock was a big mess uh the original like hippie like the days like the bands were all backlogged and and there was electric outings and you know Anytime you could pull off one of these events, and this one they pulled off with such grace, style, and Native American coolness that it was just, I was just, I was just psyched to be a part of the event. And they put me up in a decent hotel close by. They got me there safe. They got me there home safe. Um, I did a whole hour on stage. I did every joke I could have ever had and then some. And I was smoking the best New York cannabis while doing it. I must have smoked 20 joints on stage. <laughs> I thought that was that in itself was entertaining. But uh, like the whole week before I was filming on this TV show. And like I said, like for a cannabis event, I'm going to smoke some cannabis. If I'm doing like a real TV show where the thing about those TV gigs or anytime you get into like unionize, I belong to a union SAG. It's a great actors union. That's what you have to sign up if you're going to do acting and I like being a part of the union you make they make sure you get paid right uh, it's hard to get in there but not really and you figure it out and the dues are kind of a pain in the ass but not really but once you start getting gigs it kicks in um what the hell was I talking about <laughs> but no so the whole week I wasn't enjoying cannabis because I was working on this tv show and I'm not coming to set high unless the director told me to, you know, if it's a Doug Benson gig, then yes. But if it's anything like where it's like a full like hundred people crew and there's super, you think about a power generator for a band just for a television show. I mean, they're using the most expensive cameras in the world. There's call times, there's assistance on assistance. So yeah, I go dead sober, man. I go in like I'm about to fly a fighter jet. If I'm ever doing any type of corporate gig or anything big league, even uh, stand up on a big stage. But if it's a stoner friendly event and everybody knows who I am and what it is, then I want to give them more of a natural show. And at a cannabis event, yeah, I'm going to smoke cannabis on stage. Hell yeah. And it was outside and it was beautiful. I remember just looking out, getting some laughs from all the different booths. People bringing me herb. I was looking at eagles and... I remember there was all this wild, the trees, and it was like hot, but it wasn't too hot. It was like 85, maybe. It was like I was catching some good rays. You know, I had been inside the whole week. I'd been in the big, ugly New York midtown. I was I was deep. In, I was taking the subway at 630 in the morning for an hour, just like on a half a cup of coffee and then working on a TV show, which is awesome, but dead sober, hardcore, just trying not to fuck up or step on anybody's toes for a whole week. And then running off, jumping in a car, 
driving seven hours to a Native American reservation and then performing and then, you know, getting paid. Anytime I get paid to do anything comedy or entertainment, you know, I'm, it's, it's a full blessing. Um, but this, yeah, this spliff, I'm, take, I, I'm doing the one toke and then I'm just losing myself and then it kind of goes out. So that's when you know the pre-rolls are great. Um, shout out to THC Chiefs. They also gave me some 20 to 20 milligram um, CBD to THC edibles and they also gave me um, some 40 ones. So I've had a couple of those and they're awesome. I love an edible with a lot of CBD and THC. Not a lot, a lot. Like once you start going 200 grams or, you know, there's these extreme ones that, you know, if maybe if you broke a femur. <laughs> no, but some, you know, people's tolerance and, you know, it really comes back to the individual. That's why I keep on, you know, act. that's why I keep on reminding myself not to judge as much because everybody's on their own trip and everybody's needing different things so what i'm saying about tolerance and what how people smoke and what they smoke um you know it's kind of non-judgment to me i just want it to be legalized and i think it should be legalized and normalized i definitely think people check out normal n-o-r-m-l they i mean if you're interested in the cannabis movement and kind of starting to get the picture um and want to get a good picture on where it is like in legalization and either the economics behind it and the medical not you know i think everybody leans wherever they're going to lean and especially you know normal and high times are going to be leaning you know more legalized uh content and where I think there is definitely some bias at times. Stoners try to live in the truth a lot. A lot. It's hard to lie and get high. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So what I'm saying, if 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 they're kicking it, they tr if they're kicking it hard, it's I would say it's usually you know right. Like uh, so that's why I get the normal newsletter, and there's just a couple things. Arkansas is not a good place to smoke pot. Let's just say that. Um, they tell me about the laws and stuff. So I'm trying to be a little bit more um, cognizant of kind of the education of this podcast. I mean, I don't want to be full on weed nerd podcast, but this is a big survey. Like middle aged women frequently report cannabis use to migrate men menopause um, symptoms. That's great. Exactly. I think, you know, especially for cramps, I think cannabis hasn't even been talked about seriously i mean it is now there's companies you know cbd uh bath bombs and stuff like that um and thc you know i think you know cannabis is a way to kind of temper off pain or figure it out or at least look at it and know that there is a more natural solution than going big pharmaceutical big chemical um which you know, I think at times that you need, but you kind of need a little bit of both. So this this is a big article about uh, women using cannabis for uh, menopause symptoms. And that's, that's what I was kind of kicking with Brendan about the age. Like, I think cats my age, like either middle-aged middle women or middle-aged men, like I have a, he, like he had a knee thing. Uh, I got, I know dudes with hip things. They're not even 50. Like they have knee operations and these are hardcore operations. They're not fuck around. Like you need some hardcore painkillers if you're getting your knee chopped into and cut up. I don't care how good your surgeon is. Eventually you're going to have to pay for that in pain. And a way to do it is I know a lot of like people that I don't know. I mean, I've knock on wood and everything, but, um, People are, instead of using hardcore opiates, you know, they do dabs or they do, you know, you know, heavy THC, heavy CBD. Uh, I know can't, they've been using it for cancer, you know, chemo forever for pain relief and also appetite. Like, so that's when, you know, Fox News and some of this Republican leaning of stopping the opening up of cannabis. It's like, dude, you don't know what you're messing with. Like, in terms of nature, like, you just... 
I mean, it's part of the earth. The thing about nature, and I said this on stage, you can't mess with nature. Nature can fuck you up, man. You ever got a gnat in your eye? How crazy that whole feeling is? A little, it's a gnat is almost as harmless as a speck of dirt. And it could take a grown man down. You take the biggest biker, uh, you know, death metal dude of all time, and you put a gnat right in his eye. You you watch him, you watch him freak out and get to a mirror real quick, start flushing, trying to flush that thing out, and thinking about like getting it washed in its brain. So I just. I think with legalization and normalization of cannabis for middle-aged people, I think, you know, for teenagers, no. And this is my opinion. And even for, think about your 20s. I don't know, but everybody's in their own thing. But you got to get your hustle on. And your body bounces back fast. But when you get to 40 and 50, your body doesn't heal like it used to heal. And you can use cannabis to, you know, work through these weird, like, tweaks and twacks back health everybody i know has back pain after 40 you know kurt cobain freaked out on back pain all these guys i know sports you know once you get a back pain that's a hard thing to get around because that pain is just so annoying and always there i know ever since i started you know it's helped my meditation has helped my uh posture a lot of it is your posture but with these computers, I'm sitting more and, you know, doing this podcast, I'm sitting more. Like, right after this, I'm going to take a walk. But I just think humans are evolving, you know. And, you know, a lot of the old ways just aren't going to fit through the new spectrum that's going to be going on. Meaning, you know, I think it's going to be normal to work from home. You know, and working with the internet and working with the Zooms or whatever the, you know, the next thing is. And then, like, stand-up desks. I think that, I mean, I want one. You know, uh, the idea of, like, sitting at a desk for eight hours a day or driving in a car for eight hours a day in your 40s and 50s might not be the most healthiest thing as I stand up, (laughs) as I said this. Because I do have just like an old school mic cord. I got it going in just like I'm doing stand-up. And that's why a reason why I do like doing these solo pods. Is that I could stand up and use this microphone. Because, you know, half the reason was the pandemic I went so hard with this podcast. Was... uh you know, I wasn't doing as much stand-up. I made a choice not to go out. And Well, not a choice. I mean, the gigs weren't there, but I was getting offered, and the gigs that were offered were weird, and I'd just been doing it long enough, and I was old enough that I could get really hurt by COVID. I still haven't caught it. Knock on wood, thank goodness. Um, and I made it through shooting. I had to test, like, every two seconds. Um. Uh, I was I was even wearing my mask like walking outside. But after that gig's done, I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going crazy, but I'm not wearing my mask outside, outside. When I go inside, outside, you know. But everybody's sick of hearing about that talk. I will say that cannabis is great. Like I would keep on, but I was starting to get delirious with it. It was so good. Um, So shout out to TH Chiefs. Dude, Irving, New York. I need to go back up there. I need to go fishing. I need to go live in the trees. And then he has, like, uh, this is what I saw. This is another thing. In Massachusetts, which I have to say, when I was in Massachusetts, that was, uh, shout out, Butternut Mountain. Um, That's where I went skiing and snowboarding. But they had great dispensaries there. There was like three or four. But I went to the best one, man. It was sick. It was amazing. Um, and their packaging was really good. I just know they got their shit together. Like the, the, the one that I had, like they had prepackaged glass one hitters, like, and they would be like a gram of really ground. That's where I was like organic, this, that outdoor. And they were like, okay, bu- 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 boom. Um, but they're starting to have consumption on site consumption lounges. And I think that's the next step. 
Like just buying it and neither smoking it, it's going to make people smoke in their car and stuff like that. But I know going places and then getting home is kind of weird. But now we have all these Ubers and eventually uh, the electric car guy, Tesla dude, um, is going to have self-driving cars. I can see that happening sooner than later. Um, I see switching over to electric cars more sooner or later. I don't have one. Um, but I want my next one to be one, but I want to buy an American car, not to go all American. Um, but I do believe that, you know, just jobs, I'm down, I'm down to buy local, always have been. I've always liked mom and pop type shit. I always like asparagus stands. I always like peaches and apples. All that lake, like, uh, side of the road, vegetable, grandma shit, I love i think is the coolest shit ever um so yeah uh but they do have a consumption lounge on the uh seneca nation territory up in irving over by native pride it's the same people that do th chiefs my buddy brendan brandon uh he has a place called sessions but he said he has coffee, but I was like, man, you got to make it all coffee and cannabis, man. Got to get some espressos machines. Got to get some good leather couches, some L couches. Got to get some outdoor seats. You got to have like a lane just for Ubers to pull up and take people home because they got too fired up. Get a good DJ or a band, jazz trio jazz trio on monday tuesday and wednesday night from nine to twelve live jazz that's what i had if i if i had a little place um i thought about it brendan brendan was saying that people with a record and the thing is, I got popped in New York City. I did three nights under Giuliani uh, in 2007. It was his laws. But I got popped for a one-hitter and did three nights in jail um, in New York City in the tombs. And this was an old story I used to tell on stage. And I told it during the stand-up set. But he was saying that because of that, I go at the top of the list to open a cannabis business in New York. I'll have to look into that. But the weird thing about mine was is that they, they said they would erase it from my record if I just signed this thing, admitted guilt. They pretty much hold you and then for and they call it time served. And because of time served, they'll waive it if you sign this thing. And it was just this it was just this weird creepy law that was unconstitutional. It was weird. But I had to do three nights in the tombs. In the tombs, if you know New York City, that's where they put you right before. That's a federal holding cell. That's where you go right before Rikers. So for that was for a half a roach outside a, a music venue in the Lower East Side in 2007. And now, fast forward, man, uh, my heart. I am, I don't care if you believe in God or whatever, um, believe in what you got to believe in. But, um, but this Russian um, basketball player situation, Brittany, I want to get her name correct. Guys, I'm a stoner, so I'm a little slow on the draw sometimes with pronunciation, especially for this podcast because of the ideas that I smoke. So you guys got to just get me a little, yeah, Brittany Griner. Yeah, my heart goes out. Nine years, and it's just—it's just a scary, scary fucking thing. And uh, it's scary that I just know that feeling. She did nothing wrong. She did absolutely zero wrong. That's the thing about a lot of pot smokers and all the rest. A lot of it's just like kind, nice people. I'm not everybody and i know a lot of criminals smoke you know it's just i know a lot of bad people smoke or whatever bad people are you know it's like people smoke weed i just say that that's just since the beginning people smoke cannabis since the beginning of the beginning of all beginnings you know 
that's when it got found or it's been used it got was used in native american culture for solves you know and everybody's feeling that and understands that you know nature has the answers and it is you know is it the answer for everything no but this situation of her, this poor girl i just know that feeling Brittany, you did nothing wrong and i will pray for you tonight and I, you know that that one's the one that's really messing with my head um, because I know she did nothing wrong and she's being used by the governments um, and it's on this certain subject in America, you know, I don't know. We've always been smoking weed. <laughs> George Washington had a cannabis, fa uh, had a cannabis farm. Um, you know, the thing about America, it is agriculturally before all the steel and all that you know this is we grow we grow grow crops and that's where we learn from the indians native americans but this country you know yeah and cannabis is all about growing and and uh and being kind of if you work with nature it's better um but Brittany, she did nothing wrong and she got arrested in russia for a cartridge of pot and it's not even it was a, like an empty weed cartridge like everybody's grandmother probably has that in their fucking purse it's like on a bullshit charge on a bullshit country they're fucking they suck um and i might just want to say you know just positive vibes uh love 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 coffee and i love love cannabis i love you for listening um you know it's not the easiest thing to do this much time just talking on a podcast and trying to make sense and having a little bit of good um native american cannabis and having some great coffee i think this coffee is from catatoni you know is uh you know i'm doing the chemex i'm only there i'm just trying to do one chemex a day and Chemex is uh, a new, it's not new, it's like super simple. I love minimalism. I'm trying to get my head more mit around minimalism. Because you really don't need as much to be happy. And happiness is always there. And things don't make you happy. But it's nice to have a few of them. <laughs> you need like a, you know, you need like a forerunner a jet ski, maybe a spaceship, uh, you know, a weed tractor, a scuba tank, ping pong table, card table, uh, a dog kennel. Make sure you like and subscribe. Um, I'm down to the later part of the joint. You know, Right now, it's for the taste. Maybe I'll slow down a little bit. But I got a new DeJeep lighter. Uh, D-G-J-E-E-P-P. -P. You know, these are the good ones with the big thumb. If you're going to do bong hits, that's a great lighter. The Jeep lighter. It's a great bong hit lighter. And a great spliff lighter. But sometimes it's, you got to know when to hold them. And know when to fold them, as uh, Kenny Rogers used to say. I'm gonna put this spliff out. I had a you know a couple more puffs, and then I'm like, oh man, this is a lot. And I don't want to sound too scrambled on this podcast. You know that that bums me out when I sound too scrambled. I I don't want to waste anybody's time. But man, that tasted great. This coffee sound it tasted great. I got a big jug of water. I think I'm being good. You're supposed to do. Four 32-ounce things of water, like one of those. I'm still old-school Nalogene. Um, let's go uh, listen to a fish mixtape in Vermont type of vibe. Oh, man, that's some good water. Drink a little water up on the mountain. Magic Mountain. That was a song on Spotify I was checking out. War and Eric Burden, I believe. Magic Mountain. 
Now that's a sample that's in an old De La song. Either Tribe or De La, but the sample's sick. But then you listen to the original joint and you're like, oh man, this song is sick, sick. Uh, just the drumming is amazing in Magic Mountain. And the singing's dope. It's like all natural. It's all about drinking water. Or, you know, I love the weed era of music. You know, hippies go a dark turn. I mean, I will I will say that A Long Strange Trip, the four-part um, Martin Scorsese-produced miniseries uh, was very powerful. Hurt, wow, bang, hit me, hurt me, loved me, brought me back. I love The Grateful Dead even more. Um, it's a tragic, tragic story of dreams and America and uh but also beautiful and cool. Man, it is trippy. Um but I like I'm like I'm listening to more Grateful Dead even more. Um but man, this th- I mean playing this weed cannabis fest kind of felt like that. It's kind of like the Grateful Dead, you know, playing uh, you know, those early acid tests, Ken Kesey acid tests. Like, because I would just ramble and ramble, but some of it was good. Uh, A lot like this podcast. Uh, You know, I just ramble and ramble. You know, I was still drinking coffee, still drinking water. Um, But yeah, shout out to Dogface. He was awesome. He's in this great show called The Reservation. Uh, Oh, no, it's called, what's that called? Res Dogs. Yeah, and it's on FX. And it's get you play it on Hulu, and it's amazing. I would just watch the first two episodes, but he's on the new season. And we were talking; they were telling me uh, that they they have Native American directors and actors, and the people at the reservation love this show. It's a dope show. Um, I got the first two episodes. So I don't watch that much TV. I'm always running around and doing shit. Um, but I'm starting to watch more and getting more involved. But the reservation's amazing. I'll talk more about the TV show that I worked on, but I don't want to spill the beans. I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about. Um, if you follow my social media, you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, uh, this podcast is just what it is. You know, it's a little bit of cannabis. It's a little bit of coffee. I talk about comedy, talk about my journey a little bit. Um, but I also interact with cool dudes like, and I want, he said he would do the podcast Dogface 420. He was down to do it. Um, and I'll reach out to him, um, and make sure, uh, we try to get him on. Cause he said he'd never been to New York city. I said, I'd show him around, give him a blunt. Um, well, I don't smoke blunts. So I'm going to get him some good weed and, uh, maybe go to the park, check out the shoe store, check out maybe, uh, you know, restaurant or two, get some pizza. Um, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get some pizza tonight. Uh, I'm going to eat some pizza with some salad. Got to mix it up with some green, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it was dope meeting Dogface. What was he saying? Yeah, he was just, he was on some really nice guy. It was ever, the vibes were just great. So shout out to the tall chief. Shout out to the Blazed and Dazed Cannabis Festival. Thank you for bringing me up there, uh, Brendan, sh- and being so kind and sharing your culture and your community. Um, that's it, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, peace.